Hey, welcome to Crocker and Cone. That's Eric Crocker. I'm Grant Cone. And uh, the Niners lost last week. And so people are coming out the woodwork to just bury this team, particularly the quarterback, Trey Lance. It's been kind of amazing to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. Mike Martz came out of the woodwork to just destroy Trey and then go back to the woodwork. Sean Payton as well came out. I guess he's friends with Colin Cowherd and just casually said that the Niners are definitely going to have to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo at some point. So if you want Sean Payton to be the coach of this team and take over for Kyle Shanahan, just know that he's keeping Jimmy with him, all right? And I can see it because didn't Jimmy give Sean Payton the business in 2019? I think he did. That was one of Jimmy's better games, big moment his, yeah. on the road. Uh, that was a big-time game. Big time so why game. do you think Sean Payton is taking time out of his day to say this? I think, one, Colin Cowherd continues to talk about Trey Lance anytime he can. And two, I think it's the easier thing to say because you know what you're getting. And I think some people, whether it's coaches or, or whatever, they like more of what they know what they're getting, right, as opposed to the unknown. So I think there's a lot of that. Like if I was a coach, if I was Sean Payton, I can see easily, like, hey, I can do these things. I can call these plays. Jimmy Garoppolo will execute it this way, and we will win games. And I think some people are happy with that. Sean Payton was the guy who was trying to make Taysom Hill a thing. Yeah, I, he. It seems to me like, to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there are certain older offensive coaches who were deemed geniuses at one time, who won Super Bowls, who look at Kyle and they're like, "Oh, you're the genius now. You're you're the number one offensive coach in the league." You so think it's more about Kyle than it is about? Yeah, it's like I, you've I, never. Okay, go ahead. I think it's more about the the traditional quarterback and what that looks like yeah so you know you look at mike mars and you know even like sean payton what he had for pretty much mo most of his career uh and some of these other guys right and even me i would say before maybe before lamar jackson like i want a guy that looks a certain way my, my brother he's here right now visiting from california he tell you Eric doesn't like black quarterbacks. Like, that was kind of my thing where I wanted guys traditional, call the play how I design it, drop back, throw the ball, deliver it to the receivers, and let them do the work. Mm -hmm. Well, I think since then, over the last few years, how you view the quarterback position, it just kind of has changed. And when you are someone who's kind of been away from it, definitely Mike Martz, he's been away from uh, mm -hmm. the NFL since this kind of transition. Uh, or, again, guys like Sean Payton, who had a certain style of quarterback for most of his career, tried to make uh, Taysom Hill a thing. It wasn't a thing. And maybe he's like, ah, right, well, you can't make some of these other guys a thing. I think it's easy to say that in the moment. And uh, there are probably a lot of these guys who didn't like – well, I don't know. They, they all say they liked Josh Allen. But Josh Allen had a really you know erratic play. And this is not me. I know people in the chat, Trey Lance is not Josh Allen. But I would say Josh Allen was terrible. He was terrible until he wasn't. And people didn't like him until they did. And now he's amazing. So, uh, you know, I'd say for the people that don't like Trey Lance, they don't like him until they do. And they will when he proves to them that they're wrong. It's just they're only giving him three games to do that. I think that's more of the issue. <laughs> I just want to come back to what I was saying. I know how coaches think. I've ta I talk to coaches. And I think some of them get off on criticizing their peers in a subtle way because they're competitive. And like, again, Sean Payton at one point was considered the number one offensive guy in the league. It may still be. And he looks at someone like Kyle and is, I'm just saying, maybe he's like, Oh, it, it kind of gives, I, I could think it might give him pleasure to be like, Oh, that little thing you're doing the, the number three pick that you thought was it's yeah, it's a, that's a bust. That's a, but Hey, good yeah. coach though. You know, he can win with Jimmy, but that's not going to work. And it probably makes him, 
because he had Taysom, but he didn't trade up to number three for Taysom. It's a little bit different. Right. Right. Yep. So Sean Payton betting against Kyle. I'm betting on Kyle. It's not, I feel like not a lot of people in Kyle's corner right now after week one. A lot of people looking at him like, do you know what you're doing? What are you thinking about Kyle right now? Yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. I know there's a lot of people that I'd say here's my biggest issue with him. And I've seen it in some big moments yeah. is I think Kyle kind of, he tends to kind of lack some stones. And I remember watching the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And really, mm-hmm. yeah, I watched the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and just watched Andy Reid just be so aggressive mm-hmm. with going for it, yeah. right? I mean, he was in scoring position, his fourth and two. I'm going for it. I'm going yeah. for this because I'm going, I'm, that's my mindset. Yeah. I saw him the following year go for it, fourth and two, fourth and three, whatever it was, with Chad Henney at quarterback. In a big moment, if you don't get this at midfield, you set the Browns up to actually win the game. And he goes for it. He could have easily did the conservative thing and punted the ball away. It was just this certain uh, aggressive mindset. And I think Kyle, he tends to be more passive-aggressive until he feels like for certain, like, okay, I know I can get this. We saw it last year, right? Uh, I believe it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. It would be what I, what I would call it, yeah. conservative. Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, he marched down the field. 20 plays and from the two yard line or whatever, kick the field goal. Now, yep. when the game is in hand yeah. and you, oh, okay, well, we got this. Well, now I can go for it on fourth down. And he went right. for it. Yep. And I saw him do that against the Rams uh, uh, during that win streak, right? right? Playing against the Rams before the half, we're not even going to, we got over a minute before the half, but we're not going to go for it. But yep. fourth quarter, right? Fourth down, you got the game in hand. What does he do? He throws a pass over the middle. I believe it was Debo Samuel that caught it, ran for a touchdown. So, Hold He's on, real quick, right this- here, right here. I got, the, I got the game book right here. Uh, third quarter, they were up 10 nothing, playing real conservative. All of a sudden, Dante Pettis scores a touchdown. The Niners get the ball back. Remember, it's third and nine, and Trey Lance does the scramble for freaking eight and a half yards and, like, yeah. fights forward and takes 11 hits and is the bottom of a dog pile, and Kyle's like, punt on fourth and an inch. It's like, Yeah, that was kind of – Hey, you man, know, so, take so, the moment. So that's what right I was here. getting to. You, yeah. you have that moment, and yeah. I think those are the things right there that really change the dynamic of games. And we've seen it from other quarterbacks to have the uh, coaches to have those stones. And Kyle, he's a little reluctant at first. So uh, you had opportunity. I feel like, and again, for everything that everybody says about Trey Lance and whatnot, he was a gamer until, I mean, we had the monsoon. Yeah. But he was running for first downs. He was throwing for first downs. I yes. thought that was a big opportunity to really say, all right, we're up right now and we're going to keep your fo- our foots on your neck and go for it. And he just didn't do it. And um, I thought that was a little weird. So people, some people, oh, play calling. I don't have an issue with his screen. play calling. I have Real more quick. of an issue with that. Niners were 8 of 17 on third down, to your point. That's an improvement. That's really good. Bears weren't that. Just saying. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got off topic like that. But yeah, uh, I actually think. We got off topic because you asked me like yeah. my what thoughts on Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look. A lot of people are doubting him. He's usually doesn't have his team ready to play week one, but I mean, neither does LaFleur. Neither, I mean, right? The, the Packers got whooped week one last year, this year. They don't do preseason. It's kind of part of it. Kyle's won four straight week twos. Let's see what happens this week against the Seahawks before we really um, get critical. Tyrell says, Croc, yes, sir. We going bowling, y'all. I don't get it. Yeah, he, he said bowling, Super Bowl. And listen, oh, me, okay. I, I got, I, I, you know, I got to take it one game at a time right now because 49ers, they just have to prove. And even Trey Lance, got to win games and you got to stack games. So we start seeing that, then we can start talking about Super Bowl. And the thing is, like, they move the ball really well with Trey Lance on the field. Two games with 10 points. It's not just his fault. It's the whole, it's Kyle, it's all of them. But they got to figure out ways to 
Score the ball. And that would involve, you know, not fumbling in the red zone, stuff like that. So Trey Lance has started three games so far. One game he did score 23 points. The other games where he scored 10, they got into opposing territory a lot of times. I believe it was in the Cardinals' start, Trey Lance led offense, took the ball into uh, the Arizona Cardinals' territory, eight out of 10 drives. Yeah. So they were moving the ball. Yes. But yeah, it is finishing off the drive. And maybe that's on Trey. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's on all of them. They got to figure it out. Jeffrey Ray says, Grant... Can you talk to Croc about the Washington game and Jimmy in the rain compared to Chicago and Trey? I heard this from you the other day. Well, I wasn't there in Washington. I was, We were both there in Chicago. It, yeah. it was crazy, uh, especially before the game and at, at the very end of it. Crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and I try to tell people, too, and, you know, I had a really good view at it. I mean, the rain was on and off all game. It would be light. It would be heavy. It would be light. It would start to pick up again. It would be clear for a little bit, and then it starts mm. sprinkling. or like So there was precipitation for really the entirety of the game, but the last eight minutes or so, it was a, it was a monsoon. And the way the Niners talk is like they feel whoever was winning by like the beginning of the fourth quarter was going to win that game because yes. the game was pretty much unplayable the last, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. That's probably true. Probably true. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, and I saw you point out the numbers of of Trey Lance and and his numbers uh, kind of before the monsoon yeah. and obviously what they ended up being. But I thought Trey Lance was throwing the ball extremely well. I I was I was very impressed with how he was throwing the ball in that weather. Me too. Uh, but then the monsoon got that was too much. <laughs> that was I mean, too much for anybody that was there. You could you can attest to that. But frankly, like the reason people are being so hard on Trey Lance is two reasons. One, they lost. Two. He missed that one throw to Croft. Think about it. If he had hit that one throw to Croft, everyone would be, be saying, wow, what a debut. He probably would have won. And people, So it's all coming down to one throw, which is why I don't take any of this criticism seriously. We're really going to crush a guy because he missed one of his four deep throws. He hit the other three. And Come I on. don't think that Kyle Shanahan is going to crush him. There, there, there will be things that Kyle crushes on, crushing yeah. him on that we don't even know about, right? right. Like There's going to be right. certain things. But yeah. I definitely don't think to the extent of what the media or even the fans are uh, going in on Trey Lance about, because I'm pretty sure Kyle is going to look at it and say, man, this is high level. This is really good. Okay. You gave us a chance here. You did this well. Okay. We can build on this. We can improve yeah. on this. Yes. That's a bad miss, but um, I think Kyle will definitely be a little bit more understanding than uh, outsiders. It is a bad miss, but it's, it's, it's not like, well, if Jimmy were the quarterback, he would have hit that. I mean, we've seen him miss that throw any number of times and we've never yeah. seen him hit the throw that uh, Lance hits a, McLeod, you kidding? Won't he won't even Ever. attempt that? He wouldn't even attempt throw it. that. Yeah. The Jedi says, "Remember Crocker, uh, what we spoke about. I told you I wouldn't be surprised." Well, that's over my head. Oh, about the. Uh, I think he's talking about just with the like if the 49ers lost to the to the Bears, like, like what the conversation would be. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 true. I guess you could could have predicted this. True Boxing King says Pete Carroll told Harbaugh at a dinner he won't be a good NFL head coach when they played. We know what happened after. Coaches always hate on each other. Yeah, I know uh, Sean Payton was really down on Harbaugh too. I think he felt Harbaugh was coming in with his chest too puffed up. And I remember they blitzed the hell out of Alex Smith in the preseason game to like send a message to Harbaugh. Anyway, <laughs> coaches really are petty, man. Petty. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of egos and, yes. um, you know, I do this, I do that. And, and it's funny because, you know, Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh, you know, J J Pete Carroll hadn't had NFL success. Right. Uh, That's true. At that, when, when Harbaugh came into the league. That's true. So, you know, even that, you know. Yeah. That was his third team coaching, right? He'd been with a, a few teams, I think. Jerry Baker says, listen to you both every day. Keep up the great content. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, Croc's the man. 
Uh, Nitin Kumar says, never understood Kyle using one running back until he's hurt. But now he's talking about hot hand. Finally coming around to running back by committee. What do you guys think? Or he just thinks using multiple running backs misses, messes his rhythm. I think he used multiple running backs early on. Like yeah. Tevin Coleman, I yeah. believe, ended up – did he lead the, the team in rushing one time? Or was it Jeff – what, Back in 2019, it was Mostert and Coleman. And yep. I thought there was a decent split yep. between those two uh, carrying the ball and having the opportunity. So yep. uh, I don't think that was a primary guy. I think if he would have went with a hot hand the whole time, it probably would have been more Mostert. But mm -hmm. uh, they did share the bulk of, of carries. I just get the feeling that Kyle thinks Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel are so much better than the rest of the ball carriers in the team. Then why mess around? And I think that's probably I think so too true. Um, but at the same time, he don't, you don't really know what Jordan Mason can do. You haven't seen it yet. And if he ends up being what I think he can do, then you don't have to overuse Elijah Mitchell. Although overuse wasn't the issue in this game. Too bad. He looked great. He looked awesome. And looked uh, that was probably some of the best running I've seen from him. He looked fluid. The vision was on point, making guys miss. He ran strong. He looked good. And it's, it's definitely unfortunate he had to leave that game. And it's tough being at the game, uh, especially where, where I was. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the game. There's, I have no sound. So I didn't even know he was out until halftime. I see, you know, I'm checking my phone. And it's like, oh, by the way, Elijah Mitchell uh, not coming back. I'm like, what? That was huge. Yeah. I saw him in the locker room after the game. He had this huge brace in his leg, and it was, like, so stiff. You couldn't really walk. You know, he's kind of like – you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it looks alarming, and I'm thinking yeah. this guy's not going to play for a while. Do you think the silver lining that he's coming back for the final eight weeks or so, do you think coming off this injury he can make a big impact down the stretch? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay. Uh, and I don't even know if you can – because I, I watched the way he ran the ball, and I'm like, how do you, how do you prevent that? You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. He, he got a guy going up top. Somebody just comes and hits him low. Uh, yeah. I'd have to ask – more of a, a pure like kind of movement skill specialist kinesiology major who's saying hey if you step this way twist your body this way then it would decrease the opportunity oh, of know. you know but that just seemed me, like one of them he things. got hit yeah. and his yeah. knee kind of folded in yeah at least it wasn't a torn acl um jeffrey ray says the point you made was jimmy went nine and oh uh went nine oh in washington because of our defense not because jimmy lance didn't have the defense and okay we'll come back to that that's true uh, it's interesting. A quarterback wins nine, nothing in the rain. And you say, you know, he managed the game. Good, good, good outing, but a guy loses 10 to 19 in the rain. And it's like, well, you just didn't do enough. And you were the reason they lost again. And I would a say probably similar statistically. I, I believe yeah. uh, zero touchdowns for Jimmy Garoppolo, like no touchdown passes, one interception. Uh, the defense just played better. Uh, again, if I think if you kind of rewind back to that game and the 49ers win 10, zero or even 10, seven, and under the same circumstances, but Trey Lance wins, I don't think you hear nearly as much chatter as we are. And he made the same throws that he made, which I thought he made big-time throws. Uh, yeah, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo did not make big-time throws in that game. Um, Tyrell White says, Harbaugh was a rah-rah guy. Kyle is a let the pros be pros and wait for them to need coaching. That's why we don't start off well. LOL, one at a time, bowling. Okay, fair enough. I, that's fine. Um, just win this week. That's all I got to say. Starting off 0-2. Yeah. He did you see Kyle yesterday at his press conference? Nah. -uh. He looked um like he had indigestion, like his stomach hurt. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh so Trey Lance, three career starts. He loses week one, and all of a sudden, like every single football analyst in the country seems like they're saying Trey Lance is a bust. And not just like I, I think Trey Lance is a bust. It's like from their like from the depths of their soul really yelling it you know with passion and i've never usually you give a young quarterback some time like 
you know, Trevor Lawrence is struggling in Jacksonville in year two, but everyone's like, hey, yeah, come on, just give him some time. But Trey Lance, three starts, everyone's like, he's bring back Jimmy. I've never seen anything like it. And frankly, I think it's kind of gross. Why do you think this is happening? What is a phenomenon? Why do you think it is? What's the source of it? I think it's very irresponsible of the of the media to cover it the way that they are. Yeah. And and they are really coming out and being bold for a kid who has three stars who everybody says, hey, he needs time, he needs work, uh, yeah. he needs to develop all these things. And then it's like, oh man, he comes out and he makes some great throws and does some good plays. And it's like, nope. I mean, shoot, go yeah. back to last year, played against the Texans, must win game. 49ers don't win that game, they don't go to the playoffs. And yeah. he completes 70% of his passes, throws a couple of touchdowns, runs in for another one that gets called back. And you know, his next start since then was in a monsoon where he's played well for through three quarters. And it's like, he can't play. I think a lot of it is just based on more so the expectations of the 49ers as opposed yeah. to the, these other teams and who he has behind him with Trey Lance. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. So maybe if that wasn't the case, maybe it wouldn't be as loud, but it is pretty wild. I, I compared it to uh, uh, LeBron James, mm -hmm. where uh, LeBron James, it almost feels like no matter what he does, now he's had success. Trey Lance hasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, let me get that clear. Of course. I ain't saying he's LeBron, but just in the sense of how they talk about LeBron coming into the league to now some of his accomplishments. And there's always this negative pushback. There's always, it's not enough. It's not enough for anyone. And I've seen a lot of scrutiny for LeBron. And I think this, it's the same for Trey Lance from the sense of no matter what he's done and he has done a lot of good. It is, it's no, even though it's only been three starts. So I haven't seen anything like it. Yeah. especially with the way it feels like he's kind of being attacked in the media. But, yeah. you know, he's a grown man, and, and if you go out and you win, it, that noise kind of slows down just a little bit. You hear things right here. We got Martin in the chat. says, Mac Jones is a winner. Can you can you highlight that real quick? You see sure. it? It's right there. Hold on. Who said it? Martin Jones. Mac Jones is a winner. Yeah, there you go. Mac Jones is a winner. Mac Jones has lost five out of his last six games, and the only win was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's thrown eight interceptions in those games. But we don't, we don't bring that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Right. Mac We're Jones was gonna, freaking awful week one. He, awful. He's awesome. I mean, but but no, yeah. he's great though. You don't yeah. hear anything about it. Doesn't matter. He's established. He's because a top he won a game in the where league. he only yeah. had to throw the ball three times. Now, yeah. this is not me trying to push down on Mac Jones to prop up. Trey Lance, I'm just saying all these kids need time to grow. All these kids have to continue to prove, and everyone else had an opportunity to play and grow, except for the one that they said needs time to grow, and they're not really giving him that opportunity. I think that's that's the part that's a little weird to me. And I ain't saying Trey Lance is going to be great. I'm just saying it's weird how he has been attacked, especially this early with only three starts. Yeah, it's it's so many people want to shut him and like not let him play football anymore. He's done. We've seen enough. Three starts. Go back to Jimmy. And I feel like, let's just be honest. Like, black quarterbacks face more scrutiny. They just do, right? Yeah. I they mean, just you just got to be good. I mean, they, they but there's say a lot of black quarterbacks in the league. Lamar Jackson, they say yeah. things about these guys. I see Walsh in the chat, and he's like, Trey Lance looked the worst. Trey Lance was a top 10 quarterback statistically through three quarters, and it wasn't until the monsoon. And then that's when things went haywire. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I Hold don't on. Know. So, look, I just want to lay out my argument real quick. Black quarterbacks already face more scrutiny. But Trey is in a unique position where he took an older white man's job and the guy is still here. And I think a lot of people, maybe white people, even subconsciously, identify with Jimmy. Man, that sucks. I can only imagine what that feels like. And they are empathizing with Jimmy here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, 
if Jimmy were gone, if Jimmy were starting on another team, if he were starting for Washington right now, no one would, everyone would feel great. He, Jimmy, happy ending for him. Trey, good luck. But the fact that you took the guy's job and he's there, I think a lot of people feel like literally angry about it. And I think that's where this is coming from. It's not right. It's not they're... right. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, nah, man. Because when Alex Smith got his job taken, he got a job in Kansas City. And then when he got his job taken from, uh, from Mahomes, he got a job in Washington. All good. Everyone's happy. But Jimmy is on the bench and it's not fair. He yeah, should start. I, mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't thought about it from that angle. That's how I see it. But, um, you know, it's, I think there is this certain level of, one, a lot of people just naturally hate change and people push back on change. That's period. true. When uh, Brian Peacock and I, when I got on Locked On 49ers, people hated it. Yeah. They hated the fact that Eric Crocker came on Locked On 49ers. I saw it in the reviews. Wow. I saw it on, um, they made blogs about it. Huh. Like, people do not like change. Now, I go to the Chicago game, and over 200 people are telling me how much they love the show, right? So, people hate change originally, and, um, you know, it just takes a little bit of time. So, I think that might be more of, you know what you're getting from Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe that with Jimmy starting this, the floor is probably nine, 10 wins. Like, I think we know that. I think we know you can go a certain distance with him. I think you also know, well, it, it's a little difficult for him to overcome certain situations. And that has led to the 49ers not having two Super Bowl wins if they had a little bit more. Not, not to say that Jimmy hasn't done a lot of really good things, but just he needs a certain level of help. And I think that certain level of help that he typically needs in these tight moments the 49ers didn't give Trey Lance that in the game when the defense uh, blows two assignments. The defense gives up third down plays when they were getting off the field. And I thought that resulted in more of a loss than any crazy, terrible moments from Trey Lance. Yeah. It just seems like people are really, really uh, hoping he fails. And when you actually like interact with him or see him and get to know him, like why would you root against someone like him? I'm not saying you have to root for him. Why would you root against him? He seems like the kind of guy. Because people can't, can't see big. Like. They can't see big picture. People don't understand this. I talked about it on my show this morning. And like you, right? Yeah. There was no guarantees when you. I mean, you're doing your thing with the press Democrat and all that, and yeah. you start a YouTube channel. Yeah. And there are probably some people that are thinking, why would you start a YouTube channel? Yeah, why would why you, you do this? Why would you do that? Right? Like, yeah. well, this isn't this and this and that. And it has been highly successful. But you had to take a chance, and there right. was some transition in yeah. that, right? Yeah. And people don't. Most people, I think there are a lot of people that live these, and this is not me crapping on people, but they live these normal lives right. where it's very simple and they're okay. Okay, I can pay my bills. I'm okay. I've had the right? same Maybe job. Maybe I live paycheck years. to paycheck, yeah, but I've had yeah. the same job and they are content yeah. with that. And they don't know, you know, you can actually be doing better than you're actually doing. You know, right. there's a better version of whatever it is that you're doing and yeah. higher levels that you can reach, but you never give yourself the opportunity to reach that or go through that. And there are a lot of people that do that. And I think that thinking and that logic translates over to how they think in everything in their life. So they'd rather play it safe with Jimmy Garoppolo as opposed to uh, see the upside in someone and understand what the development and the process is for that person to grow and be great. They don't get that. That's a great analogy. It's like someone, it's like someone has a, a cushy job, but not that great. And you're telling them, hey, go pursue your dreams. And maybe they want to be a stand-up comedian. They bomb the first time. They're like, well, can't do it. It's like, well, I guess it wasn't meant for you. You didn't really commit to it. Now you're back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if you have a couple bad experiences with Trey Lance, you're going to give up. Well, I guess it wasn't for you then. And he could go on and be a good quarterback somewhere else, and you're going to feel stupid. Man, listen, a couple years ago, uh, or a year ago, yeah, a couple years ago now, I quit my job. 
and you know didn't really have no money and went all in on training. And the first day I had one kid, second day I got two kids. And it could have been easy to be like, this ain't gonna cut it. And now nah, I just kept grinding away. I went through my ups and downs, my lumps, I figured it out. And now I'm doing very well with it. That's dope. And same Is that thing your with primary story? Originally having podcasting, I mean, I started with, you know, 50 people because, you know, I have a decent yeah. following on social media, but you know, I have 50 people watching this stuff. And now every morning I got four or five, 600 people watching at one time. That's and right. there was a growth and there was me sticking to this process. Right. And yep. there are people that they just truly don't, they don't, they don't, they can't grasp that because they, they've yeah. never been through that. They've yeah. never challenged themselves enough. Right. To, right. to do that. Right. So then they criticize right. other people who are willing to do those th yeah. things and really like live life on the edge and say, you know what, maybe it doesn't work out, right. but I'm going to give and it every opportunity to do it, do so. And that they're not willing to do that. And you've been doing this since you were what, 18. I mean, you've been betting on yourself every step of the betting way on myself, man. I had every a coach tell me yeah. when I went back to junior college at 21, I had a coach that tell me like, man, why are you coming back? Man, it's too late. Well, since then, I went off. I played junior college, all conference, uh -huh. went to a university, yep. made all conference, went to the, signed the NFL contract, did that, uh, right. went back down, had to figure out life again, went, yep. somehow was a credential member of the media for the 49ers. And, I mean, you were there, like, right. and everything else. So it's like, you, you, you figure it out. I, yep. I truly think people, they don't understand. They don't understand. And I know you, you again, you've gone through certain things as well. I mean, I bet on myself coming out of college and it took me until about 32 to, to reap the, the benefits of it. But I never quit. I never quite thought about it. But I think but I always kept thinking like, man, if I quit and go like become like a substitute teacher, not to get something normal, I'll hate myself and I'll be more miserable than if I was sticking it out doing this. So I have to do this. It's like not even an option. So it's, it's not even an option. Tyrell White says this regime is legit uh, in Trey. We trust gold standard. OK. You gotta trust, you gotta trust the, the regime, trust the team. Everybody talk about how great the team is. Super Bowl ready, Super Bowl ready. I didn't see a Super Bowl ready team. In that I didn't game. see a regular season ready team. That was preseason, man. Get your stuff together. The thirty minute effort. James says Geno can't run. Range the favorite Niners. More range. Geno can move a little bit. He can, he can move though. Not like uh, Fields, but yeah. Yeah. Flav yeah, yeah. Nah, not like Fields. Flav says Trey just needs to win. Doesn't even need to play well. It's all about winning. If he wins, no one cares. If he doesn't win, criticism. If he doesn't want criticism, just win. That's true. I will kind of because I people still criticize him even for the Houston Texans win. They're still going to find anything if they don't like him. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, just win. But what's funny is like before the season, the Niners came out themselves, like Kyle and Bosa, and they're like, his job, they said it, his job isn't to win the game for us. We're, we're good. We have the, we have a Super Bowl. His, his job is to not make the big mistake. And so he did throw a pick in this game, but Debo fumbled too. You can't really say that. Trey, what if he's the reason they lose a game? We'll talk. Unacceptable. But I haven't seen that. So to say he like needs to like carry him down the stretch, that's not what Bosa Bosa's supposed to do. That that's coach said, doing. like, I mean, Coach Kyle Shanahan, yeah, he, he tried to prepare y'all for it. You know, I said, y'all, I mean, everybody that's watching, yeah, try to prepare everybody. And he said, look, you know, and he he used this and now this is not me making this up, this is him, yeah. He said, hey. We had to carry Jimmy Garoppolo through half of 2019. With a good team around this young kid, we can we have a team where he can go through his ups and downs and we'll figure mm -hmm. out how to get wins yeah. while he's still learning and growing. Because right. remember, said, Garoppolo I hope had the like... fans, and this is what he said, yeah. I hope the fans are patient with that. Right. The fans are, are not patient, but I think no. Kyle Shanahan and those guys will be more patient. Yeah, and remember, Jimmy came in in 2019 with like, what, eight career starts? 10 career, something like 10 career starts? So he was... 
essentially like a first or second year quarterback too. Yeah, like seven, eight games. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Jackson says good point. Kyle needs to learn, ride the momentum. Yeah, agreed. Get the seize the momentum. Spit those facts, Grant says true boxing kings. Thank you. Um, I'll try. Uh a couple more. El Show DL Gato says, Grant, can we set up an interview with my morning radio show? We out of Santa Rosa. Would love to have you on either over the phone. Give me your email. All right, Grant Cone at Gmail. One word. Let's do it. Only because you're from Santa Rosa, though. If you're not from Santa Rosa, can't do it. Rob Watson says, thank you, Grant. Can you please stop entertaining, entertaining Flav shtick now? Once he said, Purdy, Trey, any veil of respectability should have been lifted. It's Flav. The call is coming from inside the house. I don't get the last part. But, nah, man, I, enter I entertain Flav because he pays me good. So, I got to keep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Flav means well. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about Flav. He's skeptical. It's the people who, like, really, really go on TV and yell about it, like Mike Martz. That was a joke. People was hating on Crocky the Great. Yeah, who? How long ago was that? We're one of the coaches. Yeah. I mean, that was, again, I was 21, so we're talking about 14 years ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, he said that. And matter of fact, somebody said it too. Uh, when the, my last year of college, he's like, hey, man, like, you know, there's some lower-level arena teams. I think they like you, but I don't know if you can play in that league. Like, yeah, one of the coaches. I remember that. Yeah, my senior year of college. So I had to <laughs> deal with a lot of adversity, you feel me? But, uh, and yeah. so maybe that's why, you know, I look at, situation is just a little different because of the adversity that I have to go through and then what came from that. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Hold on. I'm getting some stats up because of this guy. He's he's making some interesting points. He says, Jimmy averaging 100. Is that right? 188 yards per game with a 1.1 to uh, 0.9 TD to TO ratio for his career. Yeah, if you put in the fumbles. Trey Farr exceeds that even with the Chicago game. Wins are not a QB stat. Oh, man, this guy coming with the receipts right now. Hold on. Let me get what uh, Trey's numbers are. He's got, oh, where you at? Yards per game? No, nah, he's not there yet. <laughs> he's got 109 yards per game so far. Who? Trey. Well, I guess because not, when skin starts. yards per game. That can't be. Am I tripping? Yeah, you're tripping for sure. Because even yards in the game, game where he played a half, he still, still threw for like 160 yards and two touchdowns against I don't know why it Seattle. says that. I don't know why it says that. Anyway. Trey has thrown for... He threw for what two fifty something against the Houston. He threw for almost two hundred against uh, Arizona, and he threw for like one sixty something and a half against Seattle. And yeah, but he, he had like a couple of yards in every game too. He had like he had 80... a couple appearances where he just threw like one one pass. So maybe they're like holding it like that's seven yards in a game. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't oh, know how they're yeah, calculating. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, thanks, Taylor. Flaves again says Grant too smart to get rid of me. Look at how much money I'm exactly. Y'all pay him just to respond to me. Nah, Flav, you're cool. On my show too. Exactly. <laughs> maybe uh, uh, maybe zero zero says Trey took all accountability for the loss. How come none of his teammates, especially on defense, took accountability and stood up for their young quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. It was I like one how of the he game. came out and did that too. That you know, I mean, one, what is he supposed to say? But yeah, he took he took out. I mean, he uh, spoke about specific moments in the game where he could have improved. And hey, I did this, and I you know I probably could have did this, and. Uh, I thought that was good. Now, you got to, you know, go out there and not make the same mistakes twice, but yep. it was good to hear him say that. Brian says, Stag versus Edison this Friday. Let's go, Stag State. All right. Yeah, he got the Delta Kings. My brother Donald, he's here with me right now. He went to Stag. Okay. Taylor Allen says, Mahomes win percentage 794, Jimmy 702. Jimmy has never been even a Pro Bowl alternate. Offense statistically has been better with Trey. Halo effect bias. Taylor spin. Points have not been better, and that's what matters no. most. Yeah. Tyrell White says, that's why they say it, uh, be the ones closest to you. Sometimes I'd be praying on your downfall. That is mm. true. That yeah, is true. Right. Uh, all right, moving on. 
Is Jimmy Garoppolo a net positive for the 49ers? And what I, here's what I mean. When they re-signed him, everyone said, that's great. Now they have the best backup quarterback in the league. If something happens to Trey, they have insurance. Um, on the other hand, if Jimmy weren't here, and, and they, no one would be saying bench Trey, start Nate, Nate Sudfeld. But the fact that Jimmy's here means anytime Trey misses a throw, loses a game, if it's his fault or not, people on the team, people in the, in the fan base are thinking, would Jimmy have made that throw? Would Jimmy have won this game? Should we go back to Jimmy? Should we pull the plug on Trey? And that puts a lot of pressure on a guy who's supposed to be developing. So what do you think? Is he a net positive or a net negative? I'd say with the way that – I'd say a net negative – but only because if Chris Sims is coming out, and I believe him when he says there are players in there that they would prefer Jimmy Garoppolo. And not, listen, nothing wrong with that. But when you start preaching to the media about it and you don't keep it in-house, mm -hmm. that's when it becomes more of an issue, right? Because now it's reported, mm -hmm. right? So I'd say because of that, it's maybe more of a net negative. Now, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, hey, Trey Lance, he's, he's a confident guy. He's mature. He can handle it. The team, they understand what's going on. We've talked to them. We told them, hey, this is Trey's team. Y'all get behind him and do that. And so if it's just that, then cool. But right now, at least from what Chris Sims said, now I'm fans, whatever, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, I don't care about any of that. But when Chris Sims comes out and says, hey, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I've heard it from several guys in there, they prefer Jimmy G, which mm -hmm. I get it. If, if I was a veteran, and I played, and I won games with Jimmy Garoppolo. I probably would lean Jimmy as well. Like, I don't care about the development of his young kid. Like, I, I care about right now. So I get it. Like, it's not even like I don't get it. But uh, it's not good in the, in the growth and development of your young guy to really feel like the, the pressure of always having to look over his shoulder if he makes a mistake. Right. And I think that's, that's the tough part. It seems to me that if you want Trey Lance to be his best, to really be in the best position to succeed, you need to have the team 100% behind him. The team was always 100% behind Jimmy. And I don't see when how he, the team... When he threw... You talk about a lot, Minnesota Vikings, week one, he throws three picks. Uh, one's a pick six. You lose yeah. on the road to Minnesota. There was not one talk of anything about... Bench. Oh, man, needs to be benched. Oh, he's yeah. not the guy. He's just like, okay, yeah. let's see, like, next week. Then he right. goes to uh, Detroit and... It doesn't look great, right? And he throws an interception at the end that you like, damn, we lost. But then it's like, oh, no, there's a holding away from the throw. Remember that Detroit? Yo, but hold game. on. If Kaepernick was still on that team and he were the backup and Jimmy did that week one, people would be like, play you, Kaepernick. You would have heard, heard so the Kaepernick that's the problem. Stuff, sure. So, I mean, they, they don't want to acknowledge that part of this. It's, it's great to have a good backup. Yeah, but what if the backup used to be the starter on your team, was the leader on your team, and people in your locker room want him and think he's better? How do you handle that? How can, how can the replacement really succeed when he doesn't have the full backing of the locker room? I'm not saying that's the case. If that's the case, seems like it's, you're putting Trey in a tough spot. You are definitely putting him in a tough spot, but as long as behind the scenes, Kyle Shanahan reassures him, that I understand what this process is going to look like. You don't worry about things on the outside, which he hears because I think, was he pointing at you when he said, you know, people overreact, Brandon Ayuk, especially yeah. you. So yeah. now he hears things. Yeah. Whether it's Grant Cohen, whether it's fans, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but if he has that reassurance from his head coach to where, hey, I can go out there and I can make these mistakes, then right. he'll be fine. It's right. still going to be tough because now you're in the locker room. I remember when I worked at this elementary school and people were talking about me. I had just showed up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I know people are talking. I don't, I don't know who. 
And you're just kind of walking around trying to figure out, like, man, who is this? And yeah. you don't want him walking around the locker room trying to figure exactly. out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Who Who is this that's talking bad about? Or who right. is this that wants Jimmy? And right. that part, yeah. feeling like maybe you don't have 100% the support of your peers, that that can be a little tough. Kyle can say whatever. But the fact is, Chris Sims said that. And now, even if it's not even true, Trey has to be like, who is it? Is it Kittle? Is it Debo? Is it McGlinchey? Who can I not trust? And that's not good. I, I, not good at all. Again, I, I maybe, you can feel it with every missed throw. It, it, and again, Jimmy doesn't have to go through that. Well, he had, I mean, shoot, he went through it last year. And that's a tough thing, too, when we talk about these overreactions. Yeah. Jimmy went through that all last year. Anytime there was a hiccup, put Trey in, put Trey in. True. Trey's better that's than true. Jimmy. Trey's better than Jimmy. That's and true. then Trey, uh, Trey Lance does something. Put Jimmy in, put Jimmy in. You know what I'm saying? So I think the only way to kind of fix that is just to not have one of the guys on the team. <laughs> I think, yeah, Jimmy did have to go through it last year. Jimmy was 30. Jimmy was already been sort of like replaced. Like, you're not the future of the team. And for you to keep playing, you have to give us a really good reason. I think that's why people wanted to turn the page and just start the development of Trey. I still feel that way. They'd be in a better spot right now if 100%. Trey had been playing last year. 100%. And that's a bigger, a big question I have about this team right now. Like, you know, how ready is Trey? It could he have been readier. Probably could have been readier. The hundred nine yards per game is blown out because. Oh, of hold his on. Two I don't know. I don't know how. Yep. I don't know how ready you could be for a monsoon. Now that's the other part because he came out. And I thought he hit throws. I thought he made plays with his legs. He picked up first downs. He made some great layer throws. He hit Ayuk on yeah. the over route. He threw a bomb down the left sideline or whatever sideline yeah. to uh, Juwan Jennings. So to say like, oh, he's not ready. Like, yeah, he was ready until he wasn't when he had to throw in the monsoon. Like that was a tough. So that's a hard kind of part in that. But go ahead. Oh, Taylor Allen says the 109 yards per game is blown out because of his two one-play appearances in Green Bay and Detroit, just as I suspected. Not including Chicago, Trey averages 249 yards per game. Oh, not including Chicago. Yeah, because it was the rain. Uh, Greg says No, Crocker but he still had rushing yards. He still had 160-some yeah. uh, passing yards and 50-some yeah. rushing yards. That's true. Croc, keep bringing the energy. Love the show. Yeah, Croc's great. A um, couple more for show. Tyrell White says, in my opinion, two, three weeks, a quarterback goes down. We trade Jimmy. Well, that's the next topic. Hold on. Just bear with us. Taylor Allen says his 109 yards per game. Oh, we got you. Did I miss that already? Oh, hold on. His 109 yards per game is blown out because of one play appearances. Jimmy QBR 20, uh, 2021, 98. Trey 97. Problem is sloppy vet play when Trey plays. No Kittle. His both, both of Trey's losses, no Kittle. Just throwing that and out. The, and I saw something that said in the last 10 games when George Kittle doesn't play, 49ers are 2-8. Yep, that makes sense. Also, in, in both of Trey's losses, very little Elijah Mitchell. Nine carries the first one, six carries the second one. When they won, I think Elijah Mitchell just destroyed the Texans. Chance Pot says Lance will do fine. It's hard to ask him to go out and be perfect in a monsoon. Here, here. Carlos says, we miss you, Eric. Niners will cover the spread. What is the spread? I don't predict that. I, I if, if I had to say 49ers win 2017, last second field, by, field goal by Robbie Gold. Should the Niners trade Jimmy Garoppolo right now? I guess it's a two-part question. Should they and can they? If I, it, if they can, should they? I guess. If they can, yes, yes, they. Yeah. They they, they mistime things a lot. Yeah. When they have opportunities to do certain things. Yeah. And they don't do it. Yeah. And I think right now, especially if you have players in the locker room that are saying, oh, Jimmy should start. After I think what loss. you have to do is show yeah. that Trey Lance 
can win. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you go out and you win a couple games in a row with Lance, mm -hmm. and the players will probably settle down a little bit. Then you could trade Jimmy. But if Got you it. lose to the Bears, and yeah. then tomorrow you trade Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that would make a lot of people upset. You got to prove first you can win with Trey Lance, win a couple games, and then I think you trade them, you'll get a little bit more uh, love. That's so interesting because to me, we just laid it out. We just laid out why we think his presence is a net negative on the team. It's it's creating an, uh, a situation where Trey has to be perfect and can't really make mistakes and learn from them uh, on the field. That being said, um, yeah, how do you sell that to the locker room if half of the locker room is skeptical already? Hey, guys, I know you're really down about losing the game and some of you are feeling a little uh, queasy about Trey Lance. Jimmy's gone. Go get him. <laughs> Might be tough. Bad timing. No, really, what they should have done that would be this. Hell of tough. That would tough. be tough. What they should have done is handle this at first thing this offseason. First thing. Should have just handled it in the sense of he never practiced with the team. Now, I understood why they kept him. I, I can, for all the decisions that they've made about the, with the quarterback, dating back to 2017, I can understand every step of the way. Whether it was, hey, we ain't really looking to Mahomes and Watson because, man, we just loved Kirk Cousins so much. I think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. So, okay, you know, I get it. They got, you know, they talked him into trading for Jimmy G. I get it. You knew one of those Patriot quarterbacks were going to be gone. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, hey, you can have a, you can have Tom Brady if you want him. Nah, we don't want Tom Brady. I get it. Tom Brady looked like crap that last year. It didn't look good. And in the game where they lost to Buffalo in the first round, it did not look like Tom Brady. So I understand. Who would have thought he'd turn into be what looked like a Super Bowl uh, MVP and all that stuff again? So I understand every step of the way. Hey, we tried to get Matthew Stafford. Oh, man, Rams beat us too. Try to look into Deshaun Watson. He ended up being a creepy person. And, <laughs> you know, you, you, uh, I, I can see every step of the way why they did things, but at some point you have to kind of you have to take control of your own destiny. And I think letting Jimmy go early on in the process would have been much better. I mean, even going back to last year, going back to last year, I understand why they didn't go with him. You have one winning season in four years. You need Jimmy G to play, but I always knew you'd be better off this year with Trey Lance having that year under his belt. So I understand, but that's not what uh, helps win or create that winning environment. I understand wanting to have a good backup because Trey hasn't proven it and he runs and you really want to have insurance. Okay. Cut Jimmy Garoppolo and sign Teddy Bridgewater. There's or Andy Dalton. You sign Teddy Bridgewater. That's Mike McDaniels backup for Tua. Is, is there a big difference between Jimmy and if you're talking backups, I don't really see it because yeah, maybe Jimmy's a little better, but he has his baggage. He comes with the locker room loves him. I mean, if Teddy were the backup here, uh, no. And, and Trey last week, when no one's saying, go, he got to have Teddy playing. It wouldn't happen. And I don't, Kyle, you don't want that. You can't control that. It's out of your hands. I'm just saying. Should have thought of it. And plus, you would have had a better offensive line now, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this is all stuff we told you in March. Like, Trey watches the show. Kyle, you got to watch, man. Locked on 49ers. Crocker and Cone, we got the answers. Got the answers for them. Jason says, how does the narrative exist that Lynch should trade Jimmy when he has no trade clause? Jimmy would have to want to go someplace. Seems unlikely. I think well, Jimmy would want to go someplace he can play right now. He doesn't want to play? Yeah. Like, like, if, sorry, you, I, if you were to say, hey, right now we could trade you to the Houston Texans. And you can play. And you can play right like, now. I'd rather be Trey's backup. This is great. I love this. <laughs> right. Nah. He's out of it. Nah. Because it gives him an opportunity for a big payday next year. And this year, his incentives in his contract. He can go from 7 to $18 million. Right. Tyrell White says, let a team get desperate first. Trey's grown. Okay. 
Shakobia Luckett says, strange that Jimmy uh, that George Kittle never plays when Jimmy doesn't. I'm just saying. I thought that too, but I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm just going to say that. But I did notice that. But And I'm sure he's really injured, and they haven't said anything about it. How hurt is he? What's the grade? Is he coming back this week? I don't think he is. Nick says, here's $2. Man, thank you. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, week 16, 17, 2020, Jimmy didn't play. He Kittle did. Came came, who, but who did play? He did play for Beathard, his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Black Caesar says, Mart's comments seem like a vendetta. QB's under Mart's Everett, Farrat, Kitna, Hill, Cutler, all underperformed. Yeah, Mart's had a moment, and then he seemed, he seemed like he lost it. But I, I will wanna, say this, though, yeah. with, with Mike Mart's. I feel like that came from a place of, that is 100% truly how he feels. Yeah. Like, some people, I feel like, you know, it's kind of TV talk, whatever. Maybe they haven't yeah. watched stuff. But, like, Mike Mart's. He hates these quarters. He hates Fields and Lance. 100% he hates them. I mean, he but said, I'd like, never like these I guys. He feels that way. I'd never like these guys. But again, he came across as a guy who had watched 15 minutes of Trey Lance. Some highlights, right. saw some throws, and was like, yeah, I don't like anything about this guy. He didn't come across as a guy. He's like, look, um, I have some biases. I watched a lot. I really you know, wanted to change my mind. I couldn't. I hate, this. I, just hate this guy for these reasons. He didn't come across like that. He was very dismissive of someone he probably hadn't watched very much, which I think is irresponsible. And, um, somebody said that we come across as uh, we think that white coaches don't want black quarterbacks. That couldn't be further from the truth. We didn't say that. He didn't say that I, at all. I, I don't know why he said that. I don't know. But Kyle seems to want one. And I think that was a big thing. I think a lot of people were like, oh, Kyle traded up. Oh, he's going to love Mac Jones. He loves quarterbacks like that, which is code for white quarterbacks who play white style. And he's like, what? N no, not necessarily. I like good quarterbacks. I can work. I just want a good quarterback. I think that's what he was saying. Think, Sound like he so. said he just wants a quarterback that can do everything, ideally. Yeah. Flav says, think about the gifts Jimmy has uh, bought for his O-line over the past five years, too. If I was Trey, I'd be giving them Rolexes every week. Buy that uh, buy that love, Trey. Um, I don't know about the gifts he's given him. Probably has given him gifts. But I, Jimmy has gotten some people paid. Kittle. Debo. Some people owe him. I'm just saying. D does it work that way in the locker room? Is it like, hey, man, I got you money. Remember that contract? Who's throwing you the ball? Me. Who forced you the ball over the middle every time? Me. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, my biggest time kind of being in that situation was probably with New York Jets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mark Sanchez had went to two AFC championship games. And he was the quarterback. And they went and drafted Geno uh, Smith second round. You know, and that was all my rookie year. And nobody talked about it. Like, it was weird. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't any type of topic in the locker room. Now, I, I couldn't even tell you right now what they were saying in the media. I don't remember. There was a lot of talk about Tim Tebow at that time, and then they just cut Tim Tebow. But uh, as far as the competition between Sanchez and Gino, which was a competition, we didn't really talk about it in the locker room. I don't even remember hearing anybody talk about it at all. It was a little weird at first because in my head it's like they drafted this guy to be your replacement, like to that part. And, and it was like, you know, Sanchez was real cool. But, I mean, nobody talked about it, so I, I don't know. Were you on the Jets team when they lost to the Niners, like, 30-3? to Nah. It, the I think that was, like, the year before or two years before. Oh, okay. That was 2000. Yeah, it might have been 2012. You're right. Um, okay, Sunday's game, the Niners are 0-1, home opener against the Seahawks, who won. They looked – I don't think the Seahawks are good, but they look prepared. They look ready. Um, and the They Niners looked ready to take advantage of another team's mishaps. And exactly. That's, 
That's exactly. really what happened. Like everybody's panicking about the 49ers. It's they lost a that was a terrible loss yes. to Chicago. Embarrassing. In a game where in every aspect out of two very except for two very important uh uh stats points and turnovers. They won. Well, yeah, I guess ultimately points, but the points yeah. came because turnovers and penalties. Yes. Right? Yes. You have turnovers, you have penalties, you're probably not going to win yeah. when you lose that battle. And they and it was a drastic difference. But every yeah. other statistic, 49ers completely outplayed the Chicago yeah. Bears. But, you know, we got the overreactions going. Uh, the, Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks were really completely outplayed. Yes. Statistically, moving the yeah. ball up and down the field, first downs, rushing yards, passing yards, everything. The, the Seahawks were outplayed, but they... Got the turnover on the one yard line twice. Right. And that, you Which know what I'm saying? Like so people, the way that the Seahawks are viewed, yeah. they're viewed as this team. Oh, man, they beat Denver. They did this. But it's like, I'm looking at it. If I'm in Denver's locker room, I'm like, dude, we gifted them that game. We have to do better with being more uh, uh, oh my God. disciplined. And I think 49ers have the same game by nearly 200 yards, man. You're right. They had 253 yards in this game. That's disgusting. The Seahawks. Yeah, they ain't played like lights out. They Gino gave up 433 yards on defense. Oh. Gino yeah, completed a high percentage of his passes, but not with a whole lot of substance. Yeah, I'm with you. So I think you're, you're but okay. So you said earlier 2017, you're expecting a bounce pack performance from the defense, but you're not expecting. I mean, well, we've I noticed the defense played lights out. It was a couple of plays that, right? 49ers defense. I mean, they played lights out for the most part of that game. It was a couple of plays that were bad. But we're, we're uh, talking penalties and stuff. And we Blanc talked assignment. earlier about like the offense struggling to score with Lance. They move the ball well, they run the ball well, but they haven't consistently figured out how they're going to put it in the end zone. And you're consider you're that's probably going to continue at least until they play together a little bit longer, right? Yeah, could be. In his best yeah. game, they had 23 points, right? They're, they had no points at halftime, right? So, yep, 2017 late field goal. Eesh, that's going to be a white knuckler if. They- if it's tied in the fourth quarter. Well, they're talking about the rain is coming down, and I saw something about flood warning and stuff, so or flash flood. Man, Trey Lance can't catch a break. He can't another catch a one. Break. Another one. <laughs> yeah, they said flash flood and everything. Yeah. Jeez. Well, all right. 2017 Niners. I think they're gonna win. I think they've won four consecutive week twos. They tend to start out slow and then Kyle Shanahan gets their attention now. So let me ask you more about this game. If they can't run the ball, I think they're in trouble. I think they have to run the ball. Who's going to be the guy that gets this running game going without Earl, uh, Eli Mitchell? Earl Debo Mitchell. Samuel. Wow. Yeah. So you think Debo takes more than his usual workload or, or his eight to 10 carries just get it done? I would, I would, I got to win by any means necessary, even if that means handing the ball off to Debo 12, 13 times. Isn't that crazy that you got to do that week two? NFL is great. I love the NFL, man. In baseball, people don't they don't care about like April baseball, unless you just lost all the game. Like in football, you lost week one. It's like, oh my god, we have to win this game. Although it's okay that it's better that other teams in the NFC West lost. That makes it a little bit better that the Niners lost this game. Yeah, but uh, Nick says SF needs to learn how to close out games regardless of the quarterback under Shanahan. That's true. I. Uh, that's hard for me because they've closed out plenty of games. They have. I think they have not closed out games at the most inopportune times, but uh, I think they've closed out a bunch of games. Yeah, that's true. Tyrell White says, ain't nobody pushing a narrative here, y'all. We all see Trey needs time. We all see this regime is legit. We all see Grant Kroc is from Cali, not racist. They are with the times. It's scary, right? Open mind. I'm from, man, I'm from Stockton, California. It's the most diverse city in America. Like, So there ain't yeah. no, I don't know. I don't even that's know. That's right. Ronnie the man says, Iggy, you the man. 
But we all know deep inside you got that Niner heart, though. Appreciate you covering our squad, Bang Bang Niner Gang. Yeah, man, I guess I used to be a fan. I used to be. All right. It's hard for it to truly go away. I was on the Jets, and and I think I I wasn't, like, die hard, but I still had that love for them. Like, I remember when Michael Crabtree ruptured his Achilles, and, you know, I get the alert on my phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the Jets during this time. This might have been OTAs or – it wasn't training camp. I think it was OTAs at this time. And I'm, oh, man, Crabtree ruptured his Achilles. I'm looking at people like, man, like – can y'all believe this? And they're like, man, we don't care. <laughs> I'm like, my bad. I, I like the 49ers. <laughs> Is that, was that rare? For, like, do most people, when they get to the league, kind of just give up on that? I, no, I think you you know that, you know, you got to do what's best for your employer. And maybe right. if you're with your employer long enough, yeah, maybe that fandom will go away. But, I mean, I heard Steve Smith talking about how, hey, I'm a 49er fan. My grandma got me this blanket. I still got it. You know, those teams I played for, the Baltimore Ravens, the Panthers, they were my employers, but I am a 49er fan. And I think once you get done, that fandom just kicks right back in. All right, before I let you go, we were both in Chicago for the weekend. We spent like three days there. I had a great time. I know you had a great time. What do you think of Chicago? What's your? I thought it was an amazing city. Yeah. Uh, you would have never saw Sunday coming the way that it did right. with the weather yeah. because Friday was beautiful. Uh, Saturday, beautiful. I went to the Giants game against the Cubs. Giants won. The weather was great. The yeah. women were out. Everything was nice. I mean, it was the, the sports scene was awesome. Downtown was amazing. It was super clean. Did you notice how yeah. clean Chicago was? It's extremely was clean. That was very interesting. I mean, yeah. it, it was beautiful. And it was beautiful until it wasn't. And it wasn't yeah. on Sunday where I woke up and it was like a goddamn hurricane or a tornado was finna hit. <laughs> yeah, if, if the weather was like what it was like Friday and Saturday all the time, I, I could see myself living there. It seems oh, like it would be a really fun place to live in your 20s, too, because it's cheaper than California and New York, but it feels like kind of like that. I mean, the downtown has got to be world-class, man. It feels like it Gotham City. Best best one I've been to, just in the sense of the scenery, what yeah. it looked like, the the weather now. I know it snows yeah. and stuff there, but um, the food, I mean, all yeah. kind of Ooh, food money. places all up and down downtown. I mean, the bars, the sports scene, all that stuff was amazing. Yeah, I, it kind of reminded me of like L.A. a little bit. Big city, huge sprawl, a um, lot of suburbs, has everything you can want. A little segregated. Strangely segregated. You know what I mean? I the the south side that, and the north side. It's like, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like the bay's a little different. Maybe it's not, but LA's Everybody a little bit like that Everybody asked me, they're too. like, you can go to the south side, huh? I'm like, hell no, nah, stay my ass downtown. Yeah, like, I don't know where to go in the south. You might, I'm kind of interested to go to the south side because I'm sure there's cool stuff there. Um, but like, you'd have to know where to go, I would think. Have a roadmap. Yeah. Go I'm here, cool. don't go there. I see enough of, they call it Chicago Chirac. I'm yeah, not yeah. going anywhere. I see everything that goes on there. I I, I got to stay in my lane. Downtown yeah. with the other tourist people, I'm cool. The one thing that kills me about Chicago too is anytime you go into any bar or restaurant or club, always playing house music, techno music. Like they, they invented it and they're still really into like that. I mean, that's pretty funny, man. <laughs> Every single place. So I like that. Yeah. Lake, <laughs> Lake City Fresh, shout out my brother Croc and Grant. Appreciate you to keep, keep being real. Thank you, man. Last one. Flav, 23-9 Niners this week. Gino won't be able to breathe. Think he has lowest QBR of any QB this week. Like, like Niners to cover this week. That's fair. 20, 20, 23 points for the for the offense should be the expectation. And if the defense can do something like that, then I'm feeling confident about my Super Bowl pick again. So I, that's I like it. Flav's yeah. also setting the bar high so he can come in and, and critique Trey. But that's fair. That's pro sports. My daughter was born in North Chicago. Gorgeous. I don't even know the day. I mean... I just know downtown. Downtown is beautiful. Outside of that, listen, right. I don't know. But it's most gotta, of the places it might be the nicest visit, downtown in the country, man. 
That's you know when you when you visit a place, you you visit kind of more, the more like what's the popular area, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now Stockton, I'm from Stockton. I saw somebody yeah. say you live in Stockton. No, I live in I actually live in Arkansas, but I'm from Stockton. There ain't no popular place in Stockton. <laughs> you know, like there's no place to be where, hey man, this is a great place to go. Like, yeah. you know, you got to kind of stay out the way. There's some cool areas, but nothing, there's no, there's no like main attraction to where I'm going to go to Stockton to go to this, except for maybe like the asparagus festival. <laughs> so where's like the, like the little, like, uh, if you were going to take your girl on like a, a nice day, would you go to Lodi? Where would you go? Somewhere cute and charming where would you go like lodi or because there's some places in lodi yeah they you know uh, there's some wineries out there you know what i'm saying i always go like somewhere i mean sacramento like you probably drive up if you want to do a little something sacramento has a cool downtown they got a cool little downtown area and stuff like that but uh you probably go to sac modesto got some cool downtown too modesto Um, are you gonna do any more trips than stockton as far as like going out somewhere you said what Are are you doing any more road trips this season yeah, uh, I, yeah, I plan on going to more, but then once uh-huh. it's like, oh, I gotta pay for you know this new gym. It's yeah. like, I, I, but it gets expensive. We'll, we'll see. I'm it's I've a tax been about going to Denver. So. It's a tax write off. It is a tax write off, and I need that because a lot of Hell the money yeah. I get is untaxed. So go. I do have to get out the mindset of, oh, you got to spend you know two thousand dollars on this road trip because it's like, well, just write that off. And it helps you in the end. So it's a business expense, absolutely. And the next one is Denver. I'm curious to see what Denver's like. This summer, I was up in Breckenridge, which was fun. Yeah. It was the most Caucasian place I've ever been, which is cool. Caucasians, I'm Caucasian, you know. I, nothing against them, but it was like, whoa, this is yeah. just wow. This that was not Salt Lake City. I've been to Salt Lake City. It was like that. Cool though. It was real cool. cool white people are cool. Big Tim Three says Grant Cone Niners ambassador. White, Thank so. you very much. <laughs> Uh, thanks for watching the show. Um, I'm heading down to Santa Clara to see what they got to say. Uh, D'Amico Day. Thanks, Croc. Peace.